0: I'm just pulling up our notes today because we got a doozy of a show for everybody. I was in Egypt. You were for two weeks and it was really lovely. I was safe the whole time. Y'all go support Egypt's economy because they are taking a hit in this, in this Israel Gaza war. And it is a shame.
1: Yeah, maybe they should take another hit by actually having Hamas live there.
0: <laughs> no, they they were pretty adamant that they want nothing to do with that. They're like, I we tried that. it once. A lot of tourists ended up getting beheaded. And now everywhere you go is armed security. And, uh, I, I, and I told the guy, like, I got stopped by Homeland Security on my way into the country. And uh, the agent was like, do you feel safe? And, like, all this stuff. He wanted to make sure I wasn't radicalized, of course. But he was like when he realized it it wasn't me, he was like, do you feel safe? And I was like, I felt safer there than I do in Hollywood. And the guy that was like working the computer just started laughing.
1: Yeah. He's like someone that lives in Inglewood. I totally know what you mean, man. Hollywood's rough.
0: Yeah, he did. He was definitely like, Local LA black dude who like really resonated with what I was saying. They
1: really power LAX. Yeah, they do. Those west side black folk.
0: Dude, they do. And honestly, we need to put more respect on LAX's name. Any criticism of LAX is racist.
1: Dude, I'm so nervous about, that's hilarious. I'm so (laughs) nervous about going to the airport because of this whole 10 freeway fire. Oh
0: yeah. An event that I went to, I was registered for, like UCLA event, canceled like three days ago. And I was like, y'all are confident that this won't be resolved over the next few days. Like, I haven't seen downtown or been down the 10 lately. I don't
1: but, go there often. Yeah, only but for restaurants. Like, or to the airport. That's when I was like, oh, right. fuck me. Like, I'm already leaving at like 8 in the morning.
0: You could still just like take La Brea the whole way though, right? You certainly could. Yeah. I think that's what most people do. Yeah. Or like, you know, since I live right on La Brea. We're here. Yeah. We are the LA fucks that like just talk about <laughs> what street... You take
1: the 405 to the yeah. 101 to the...
0: I never, I never got that. I
1: never understood that joke. That's how you know SNL is like very California centric, in a lot of it. it's because obviously half those comedians like lived in LA or are currently live in LA. They just live in New York.
0: They'll them. get a lot of them will get recruited out of LA, mm. you know, to audition in New York. Right. At least the one, you know, the one that I know. That I <laughs> yeah. Ended up there.
1: A lot of Cubans in New
0: York. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, at least one Cuban. I did come back coughing up a lot of dust from Egypt, so I'm still getting it out of my system. That's so Coachella vibes. <laughs> it is like. It, and you know, it's funny, I've never been to Coachella, but like, I feel like I have spiritually now, just with a lot less drugs. Yeah, there's
1: like dust coming out of your mouth when you're coughing right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, But I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I was walking everywhere and eating hummus and baba ganoush nonstop.
1: I didn't realize the scope of your body dysmorphia, Brian, but you were like, yeah, I'm trying to keep the weight off. I was like, girl, what? Who are you, Kathy, the cartoon character?
0: <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> pretty much. The older I get, yeah, I relate to her a lot. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> ah! I love your Kathy. Yeah, it's you know the she's green lit. she's yeah Brian Bogart as, as, Kathy, as Kathy. I would slay.
1: Yeah, you would slay. It'd have to be like bad drag, like lipstick around the mouth.
0: Kathy was just I love that she was like a pre-spinster, and you could just get decades of <laughs> comic book panels out of that.
1: Wait, how the fuck did we get to Kathy though? We were talking about New York.
0: I ate a lot of baba, <laughs> baba Ganoush and hummus. Um, SNL. Oh, there's Cubans in the cast of SNL too. Marcelo Hernandez. Right. So shout out to that Guantanamo Bay. Yes. Did he see his interview on, uh, God, was it Conan or Kimmel or not Conan? but you know, Kimmel, I think. And he shouted out his mom in the audience. um, thanking her for like coming from Cuba. It was like very, very oh. sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. I don't
1: really watch. I did sit through like 20 minutes of, but, but it
0: made, it made the rounds of Cuban Instagram. So I thought you might have seen it.
1: No, no, um, but I did watch all the Barbara Shame. Streisand uh, interviews that she did with Stephen Colbert. Oh,
0: how were those? I was legitimately curious. <sighs> she seems a
1: little senile. Obviously, she's like mm. 80 years old. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so part of me was like, you don't have to do this, Barb. But uh, but he uh, he was like, yeah, so, just maintain the mystique. Yeah, he was like, why now? Why are you doing it now? And I'm like, bitch, if not now, then when? This woman needs to retire.
0: He also interviewed Willie Nelson recently too.
1: Oh cool. Yeah yeah. I so. was surprised at how old he looked in a recent photo.
0: Well he's ninety. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: like Yeah. But it's but, funny how I try to keep bringing the conversation back to Cuba. Yeah. But then we start talking about
0: Barbara Streisand and Willie Nelson. NSNL and SNL yeah. and
1: just we, we end up playing the hits.
0: We are who we are, Julian. <laughs> but I guess we do have news from Cuba. Yeah, it was
1: exciting news this week because it's more American-centric. I feel like usually— it's... Thank God. I'm am,
0: I am just waiting for an American-based Cuban story.
1: Something she knows. Something she knows.
0: Go ahead. So what's the story from the island nation of Cuba in our weekly segment, News from the Motherland?
1: So um, Marco Rubio ignited a debate after his Classic remarks— Classic him, by the way. Classic him. Classic. Um, after his remarks concerning those coming from Cuba seeking asylum— He this is the direct quote. If you come from Cuba, you are presumed to be fleeing political persecution. So you're automatically eligible for refugee cash. You're eligible for food stamps. And within Mm -hmm. a year, you can apply for a green card. Then you can travel to Cuba as often as you want, he said during a Senate Appropriations Committee. This feels
0: to me like the kind of equivalent of hiring a black lawyer to prosecute a black guy. It's like
1: break that oh, down
0: for me, squ- Squire. Well, it it would sound really bad coming out of any non-Cuban senator's mouth to say keep the goddamn Cubans out of here, or I question their motives seeking asylum. But if you're a Cuban senator, you have a lot more leeway to
1: to say. Yeah, that. but even if you were a white GOP senator, no one would bat an eye and be like another day on the floor. I just, but, but once again, it's like, oh, well, once again, if you're prosecuting someone
0: who happens to be black and they committed a crime, it shouldn't matter that you're still prosecuting them. But optics counts for a lot.
1: So it's of no course. coincidence.
0: It's no coincidence that of Marco course. Rubio
1: is the one saying this. You best believe if I was in some big like trial of the century situation, <laughs> I'd have a gay ass, HIV riddled tap dancing <laughs> lawyer, Brian, who'd come in a fucking topic. Talk about a brazel Your Dawson. honor. Here's my positive card. My- <laughs> I object. Overruled. He has HIV. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. The sketches are like the attorney, like looking all like sad and forlorn, you know? Yeah. He's like wearing like a cable knit sweater. Yeah. Like sitting at a window. It's like, you didn't do that. The, the sketch
0: artist like only focuses on the lawyer and like doesn't focus on anyone else. It just all becomes about him. Yeah. Who, who is the go-to gay shark lawyer? Do we have like one in pop culture? No, not well, I'm sure we do.
1: Not in pop culture. I feel I
0: feel like Rowan Farrow is like the gay shark journalist, but I want that gay shark celebrity 100%. celebrity lawyer, you know what I mean?
1: Right. I don't know, but also it's very rare for lawyers to be big. So, yeah, but
0: well, I guess like my, I can
1: only name like 3 locally. Who are they? Um <laughs> my dad. No, not not I like I'm talking famous people. Right, right, right. Um Gloria Allred. Uh-huh. Feminists um, make what very, very I'm a famous lawyers. On the street where he's like, name a woman. She's like, name a woman. Name a woman.
0: <laughs> My mom. He's like, yes, good.
1: <laughs> um, Some people couldn't. Yeah, but who were the other two? <laughs> Fuck. Now, I, now it's happening. Yeah. Um, Alan Dershowitz wasn't he a lawyer? Sure, yeah, yeah. And also there was a. Uh, oh martin luther king jr bitch <laughs> uh pass he did it right was he a lawyer yeah and a pastor god multi i would
0: so get him to prosecute a black criminal <laughs> i'm just kidding um i wonder what martin luther king's but
1: also marco rubio like if i were to go by what you're saying mm-hmm. like i don't think he's really like inaccurate representation of cubans yeah at least not mm-hmm. cubans that are seeking exile like they're no, like- no, no. He's 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 doing the the whole like some the rapists and
0: some I imagine are good people. You know, <laughs> he's doing his Cuban version of that, which um, like a lot of things with uh, American Cuban relations, it's just like a microcosm of kind of our relationship with Mexico. We kind yeah. of test Mexican policy and then kind of you know uh, sample it with Cuba a little bit here and there, but with more yeah, it's it's complicated. What a tangled we weave we with Latin America. All these coup d'etats were so silly.
1: I know. Yeah, um, Yeah. Rubio questioned the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas.
0: Well, I got questions for him, too.
1: Yeah, about the seeming contradiction between the refugee status of Cubans and their f- frequent return visits to Cuba. What a weird thing to be such a bitch hall monitor about. So
0: that, the, the whole you know return to visits, I'm like, yeah, well, people have family there. You yeah, know? you
1: just want to like sequester them here? Like, yeah. That's detention. Yeah.
0: Well, well, although although that logic. that is what happens in the immigration process, like it seems like, and and ha- having seen it and lived through it firsthand, um, the you know while you're uh temporary resident then permanent resident, there yeah. are a lot of weird restrictions to leave the yeah, like country. Can't
1: travel abroad for like the first year and a half, or and Cubans
0: like do seem to take you know in this uh, asylum case seem to be able to receive preferential treatment, and like yeah, they're Cuban, they're going to use it. They're <laughs> like okay, you're giving me this pass. love they, a wait? stamp yeah. card. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Get, um, she put my stamps on the passport. Um
1: What's that? Fatty Wop.
0: That was <laughs> no, it was Drake. John? Oh. Yeah. I'm cutting that part. <laughs> I'm cutting that part. Why? Um, because I was like, that's not even the right lyrics. It just Whatever. Sounded bad.
1: Big deal. Boom. Hotline bling. Mr. Brian, so protective of the ego. I
0: know. Muy protective. Is that okay to no, say? No, that's fine to say. <laughs> yeah, totally. I like I wanna be too I'm like too clean with how I want to present the podcast. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it yeah it's a conclusion i just came to right now
1: oh my god welcome because five seconds five <laughs> seconds ago i did not feel this way until you called me out on my ego yeah i burn shit up all the time yeah incidentally
0: <laughs> yeah do you want to tell that story <laughs> what
1: about burning shit up what like deaf noodles specifically no, oh well okay sure <laughs> i totally sabotaged brian and i because deaf noodles raise their price and uh at one point, I told Def, I was like, dude, like, you're giving it away. Like, this is such great value for what we're getting. And now so, here we are. All right,
0: let's air out the whole dirty laundry. So, like, I, I booked the podcast sessions at Def Noodles. They have a great podcast studio. And um, and then one time, like, during one of our recording sessions, um, I told him what the rate was. And Julian told Def, like, oh my God, your guys are giving this away. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Julian. And then when we had to reopt, like when we were going to renew our rate there, it more than doubled. And I was like, okay, I don't blame I was like, I'm just
1: not business-minded like you, Brian. And he was like, yeah, because you don't pay for it.
0: Yeah, and thanks for bringing that up. Like, I was was the one paying
1: for it, too. He's my sugar daddy. My cousin's my sugar daddy is a funny shirt. (laughs) If we ever do a theme park together. Oh, my gosh. Um,
0: So, yeah, so that's why our videos are now back in our home. Uh, Saving money, but doing it. Authentically, and that's what the people want, right? Frugal Y'all don't need...
1: times. We're all we're all belt tightening over here, yeah. except the precious few. Yeah. Um. But fuck Mark Rubio. I'm sure he's very rich. I'm sure he's not belt tightening any. No. Like, let these people see their families. Like, what is there to even opine about on this? Like, it's this to me is so clear cut, and it's once again the GOP sounding fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was well, just and like xenophobic. Just like this is the fight you're gonna pick right now. Um. Seriously. You you just avoided. You did the most childish way of averting a government shutdown. That would have been your fault if it had shut down in the first place.
1: By asshole. He's a clown. But better looking than Ted Cruz. Yeah, but that's not a really tall order. (laughs) That's true. I'm saying Marco Rubio is maybe a one on the binary for me, dog. Huh. Don't you think? I mean, obviously he's
0: interfacing with his uh, conservative Cuban, you know, constituents. Exactly. Because
1: and I'm sure it's very easy to travel back to your home country if it's 90 miles away. Yeah, exactly. Like like I'd be going back and forth all the time. So I'm sure some conservative, yeah, Cubans in Florida. Like I
0: go back to Texas every two months to see my family. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I do that if they lived even closer than they do in Texas?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And like people go off about illegal immigrants, undocumented people. And like, as someone that grew up in the border, I was never like, that was never a point of like burden. No. For the community. Because you
0: needed them to make a community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's gonna they cut it? Who's gonna cut my
1: rosebush, bitch? Well, and you know, they they were the community. They were the community. And yeah. exactly. You couldn't disentangle one from the other. I'm sorry, is my screensaver distracting you? No, I kinda liked it. I have a medley of fun images that it resorts the, to they were
0: so fun, but I was listening to what you were saying, but we'll it'll come back on in like two seconds. It's probably good that I'm like, should
1: we just keep recording while we silently sit here and watch my screensaver? <laughs> um Yeah. Is there anything else to say about this? What do you think? We want to both fucking Thumbs PC. down. <laughs> Thumbs down um, AOC is hot. We, yeah, th- <laughs> <laughs> Boo Rubio.
0: <laughs> AOC's hot. And frankly, that's all you're going to get out of me on this one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what a weird I mean, to sound. And,
0: and the worst part is, like, I mean, I hate judging them on any scale. But, like, Rubio's not the worst out of what this party has to offer.
1: I know. He's like – The fact of-
0: that he's one that I'm, like, not – kind like okay with or whatever he's like he sells many many flaws but i'm like how are you literally one of the better
1: yeah but he's not like from the 8chan constituency you know what i mean no no, the no, way no. like m mtg he, he,
0: he dips a toe because he knows he has to but it's sad that he has to you know yeah. and i'll I'll never absolve anyone who still does what they have to do even if it means their political career would right like i i, I respect the person who would commit political suicide for what they believe in like those guys no one remembers that were like we're never trumpers and they resigned
1: right which i don't think they were on the right side of history there because obviously trump would then define the whole party
0: yeah i know and that that's what i thought was kind of stupid i was like wait wait so you're just yielding did rubio
1: ever spar with trump eh? oh plenty yeah
0: just want to make sure there wasn't any water in there
1: it oh, yeah. why? Because it would touch your m- muscle gun, your thermogun? Or no, no, it no.
0: It'd it stain the wood.
1: Ew.
0: You know how that goes.
1: Sure. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, Marco Rubio, more like Marco Ubio. Whoa. Am I right, ladies? Do you have another
0: headline for us for News from the Motherland?
1: Um, you know what? Not on my computer. There was something. What was it? Oh, it was like very few people can afford the new grocery stores that have opened in Cuba. Mm-hmm. It's like for a very wealthy clientele.
0: Um, so, like the handful of people that are working in the private sector now, they have uh, Trader Joe's or whatever.
1: Well, I don't know if it's like a franchise like Trader Joe's or whatever. No, know. no,
0: but but I'm saying like the Cuban equivalent, you know, Trader Jose's.
1: Yeah, although I I would argue the average Angelino could probably afford Trader Joe's, right? Or is that just me speaking? No, that my, that's fair. I, from like from like I just I just kind of associate. Tower.
0: No, because Trader Joe's is really affordable and also really good quality, but I still <laughs> I still associate them with like affluent neighborhoods.
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: But okay, okay, fine. The 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 Cuban Gelson's, is that better? The Cuban Whole Foods.
1: Oh shit! Okay, we like getting a, there. Sure. We God, up? there's so many supermarkets in LA. I know. Well, Lassens. Yeah. Air One.
0: Yeah, the Cuban Air One. I think that's the one everyone projects. In terms here.
1: of how inflated those prices feel to the average Cuban consumer, I would 100% compare to everyone. Okay, Air one. so we, which is to say, completely unaffordable. We have the Cuban Air One. <laughs> Eight dollars of for water.
0: Do we know what that the name of the grocery store is? No. Not is off it the is top it one that's head. like invented? Was this one that was invented in Cuba? Is this one of the brand new businesses yeah. that have emerged? Yeah, exactly. From from sector?
1: the new private sector opening up, yes. Alright,
0: guys. Some people call this uh the death of communism, some people call it progress. What do we call Let's it? Let's see
1: how the story unfolds.
0: Yeah. Um or is the death of communism progress? Ooh. Shit. Or is capitalism just a means of progress to achieve pure communism? Ooh, find yeah, out. Yeah, Joanie yeah, loves Chachi. But <laughs> does
1: Chachi give a flying fuck about Joni? That's one of my favorite night at the Roxbury lines. Yeah,
0: yeah. And perfectly applicable to this uh, story. So thank you, Joanne. Absolutely. Thank headlines. you, Brian. Thank you, Cuban Gelsons, for feeding the rich population in Cuba.
1: We should go somewhere... <laughs> Christ that was gnarly Egypt you want to go to Egypt I already did it yeah Um, what I was gonna say is I want to go somewhere where I could afford air one where would this be if only there was a place
0: literally there's only one place this could ever happen that is the world according to Jules that's
1: the kind of world I want to live in
0: this is where I read Julian a headline and then he gives me his pure unfiltered thoughts as to what he thinks about this headline are you ready Jules I'm ready okay Relevant to our industry, YouTubers, YouTube creators will soon have to disclose the use of AI in videos or risk suspension. Your thoughts?
1: Love it. I think AI should be disclosed. I've been having a whole existential crisis over this shit, and my brain immediately goes to the SAG-AFTRA agreement that I was looking at today because I got a vote. And so many people are like, you know, you'll lose the ground you gained with some of these new conditions, if you want to go back to the negotiating table, but the actual philosophy around like what is accurate representation of something I think is a worthwhile hill to die on. And I think YouTube creators need to do the same and, and be held accountable for like what is actually rendered in reality and what is digital and artificial, the sterile versus the alive Christ time.
0: Okay, so did you vote no on the SAGD? I
1: haven't voted yet. There's an information meeting on Saturday. Okay. Uh, how long do you have? There's one tomorrow, actually, but I'm going to be in Disneyland, Shirking <laughs> so many responsibilities. Um, wait, what was the question? It, um,
0: I guess, like, w- oh, when do you have to vote? When is the By deadline? December
1: 5th, they have to receive my vote. Okay. Do you know how it's trending? Um, judging from Instagram, I think a lot of people are really bent on... AI. And I don't really want to get into the weeds of it because I don't fully understand it. Well, we
0: already did a whole episode
1: on it. Yeah. <laughs> and and once you actually get into like the more semantic stuff. Also, it's odd that very few people outside of the negotiating committee have seen the contract. Like, of course, it's legalese. It's hundreds of pages. But like, and I'm not going to fucking read it. But I'd like more people to read it.
0: <laughs> so you're just assigning other people homework <laughs> to then, you know, break it down and give yeah. it to you.
1: Yeah, and knowing this, you don't town, see
0: anything wrong with that sentence.
1: <laughs> I know someone's like, "You should be more active in the union, like get people to vote no along with you." If you really that, that? Uh, you know who? Okay, a friend of the pod, Jordan David. <laughs> Love you, Jordan. Who's becoming quite the adversary. Um, the adversary. I told like, him I was like, "I want you to come back because we now know what's wrong with all the shit you're saying."
0: Well, my, I mean, my big issue just with like in the in the this. Binary of East first West or like communism versus capitalism, which I think is kind of a false binary. Agreed. But what hurts me with Jordan especially is like his denouncing of the Uyghur genocide, knowing that I have little skin in the game. Playing, in this keep, keep
1: playing that drum, girl.
0: It just, it really hurts. It really fucking hurts, you know. And it makes me sad that someone who, you know, I guess like
1: also to be like staunchly pro Hamas right. is like I don't understand. Mm-hmm. i don't get it anyway we're not here to even if you can't empath- but but also we'll save it for and, and, on. and i guess
0: what i will say too is like the sad irony is uh my ex really empathized with the palestinian people and really empathized with you know marginalized muslim minorities in i'll say it i think it's kind of privileged life.
1: to think of these things as an either or yeah you know? because it's
0: still just putting indigenous people in camps and when has that ever been right right and it doesn't matter what brand you put it over it's the same shit and so it's kind of sad that like you'd have to think that you could support one genocide saying that it's just re-education and not the other
1: it'll probably take hundreds of years but i bet (laughs) the migrant crises will be so universal and just so every which way that like maybe nations hopefully will just cease to exist and that yeah. is where where Jordan and I kind of overlap, you know. I'm like, I do believe this could be like a more idealized like global community, mm-hmm. but you know, to get there, it's gonna take a lot a of fucking eggs. suffering. Yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, I met this really nice British lady on uh, on the cruise in Egypt, and uh, and England has those like, motherfuckers
1: love Egypt. They treat that shit like Agatha <laughs> like it's their own backyard. Yeah. Um, and, and they up in their linens. The but I had some like girl that's but a- England
0: for all of its flaws and all of its imperialism from its past and you know you could argue it's present um, has one of the best uh, indexes of racial equity in the world in terms of like just how each of their citizens is treated regardless of race. in Africa uh, no no uh, England is oh I'm like sorry, England I'm has totally one of the best uh, best indexes of that and and you know like like I brought that up just because my mom was asking her questions and she was talking about like, how she works in this company. And they, ha- it's its like mostly middle-aged white ladies, but then they have a new younger black guy that's working there. So they're showing each other their movies and their culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, and so I brought up that, like to kind of explain that to my mom and I turned to her and I was like, I mean, you will had to crack a few eggs to get there. And then, uh, and then she's like, yeah, we're more obsessed with like class than race, right. even though there's like some overlap there. But England, you know, for all of its imperialism, like at home,
1: they've really done right by their citizens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak on that, but that's cool that she said that.
0: And also the the NHS, you know, the National Health Care System, well, I mean, that wh- goes which without saying what she says is like their religion. You can never say anything bad about it, you know. Must though, be nice. Yeah, but but that also the cracks are showing there too. So it just shows that nowhere
1: is safe right now. I know. Literally nowhere is safe. I know. You have another headline for me, Poppy?
0: Sure, sure. Um, okay, next in the world, according to Jules, <laughs> this is just kooky. Um, a plane was forced to return to the airport after a horse gets loose on board. Your
1: thoughts? Um, horses should not be on planes. I don't think <laughs> humans Frankly, should be on planes. It does we, defy all logic of totally nature. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've fully seen how this is going to play out historically. Planes? Just like, we don't know how planes are going to turn out. Like, just zipping around the country with, or <laughs> zipping around the world with that much carbon and stuff. Like, mm, sure, sure. I don't even know if we could measure the. Wait, aren't you a
0: climate change denier?
1: I no. I I don't. hi oh, Brian, I don't want to <laughs> get into this because I then it becomes semantic. Like okay, I do, okay. I do think we're changing. I think we're changing the world. Okay. I think what's misguided about climate change is that people are saying, save the Earth, the Earth will be fine, bitch. It's save your damn selves. That's what I don't like about the messaging around climate change. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I could distill it for you. Right, right. Like, that's, I get upset about this theory around like, this, we only have one planet and it needs to be kept, you know, it's like, she's fine like you're not an asteroid so you don't like you're not the, give yourself that you don't like credit. the
0: rhetoric of humanity trying to save itself
1: not the chosen rhetoric yeah yeah no it's like it has we have to be clear about like no like it's so i don't humans think that could be on the planet longer and and right. once you figure that out you freak out about it less because like the world unless it's hit by a fucking asteroid will be fine mm-hmm. and if i know that then i'm like what's what's my life you know what i mean in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, that's that's a pretty noble way to deny climate change, if there ever was one.
1: It's not a you, you, I don't I, think I'm denying. No,
0: the it. the way you explained I it. I just
1: think the framework around it is is kind of false.
0: But I don't think that's necessarily the rhetoric of everyone who like attacks. Maybe uh, not, but I think we need warming.
1: to be more clear that it's like to save humanity and not like nature. I think a lot of people Nature? Are. are you kidding like nature fucking grass comes out of concrete in like 2 days.
0: I think there are plenty of people though who are like okay, let's save humanity. Yeah. I think I think that exists. And I
1: think that's good. I think we should want to save humanity obviously. Yeah. Um but I don't think horses should be on planes. I think you, <laughs> you yes. get what you you get what you get, you know. You're like what the fuck. Um but I do love that they didn't inoculate the horse or knock it out i think that's also kind of fucked up Mm -hmm. motherfucking lion waking up at a zoo like the fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) that's tough that's that's a tough that's also something that it ain't right it ain't natural it ain't what god wants Mm -hmm. um so that's that on that horses get loose as john mulaney said sometimes they get loose in hospitals hospitals yeah
0: i literally got to see that bit live like for the first time whoa and it was uh yeah it was life-changing i mean that was such a fun night that was uh that that was <laughs> me and Nigar had had a fight that night, and then I went to go see John Mulaney with Quinn's little brother, who was selling me weed.
1: And her dad went to a. <laughs> oh my god! Camp. Yeah, we won't. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was unsavory. I'm sorry I made that joke.
0: It's okay. It was a joke.
1: Um, you're right. It, that's real ass life. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the bubbles popped. We're leaving world according to Jules. Now that we're talking about the Uyghur genocide again, because that would not happen in the world according
0: if Julian had his say, the Uyghurs would live in peace.
1: You'd all live. But you cannot live in China, guys. This is seriously an issue. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, same here. Thank you. It's not a place so like, What a technocrat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I guess that takes us to our next segment. <gasps> bogey, bogey, bum, bum. Bogey, 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 bum, bum. <laughs> Was not expecting that. Good job. Me neither. Um, bogey, bogey, bum, bum is this fun little segment we do here on Guantanamo Base where I read Brian... A headline, and he has to say what song it reminds him of. Mm. And I have the video preloaded right here, locked and loaded, because she did her homework. This is Adam Driver um, telling an audience member, fuck you, I don't know, when the audience member asks him what his feelings are about the crash scenes in the upcoming movie Ferrari. So
0: this was an audience member, not like a member of the foreign press or anything like that? No. Oh. It was like a
1: Q&A, which, frankly, the, that shit is already so fucking annoying. Yeah. And it's like, what do you think is going to happen if you ask Adam Driver, like, hey. Like, Why does
0: your movie look shitty? Yeah. yeah. And
1: also, that's not his fucking job. And it's certainly not his job, as he's promoting it, to opine negatively about the thing he's fucking selling.
0: Yeah, it's true. Like. Can we play the clip?
1: Yeah. And what's unfortunate, though, is he got the reaction that he was probably, the questioner got the reaction <laughs> that he wanted which is like a star having like a brief fit and everyone's like, oh my god, here's the recording.
0: Okay, go ahead. Uh, what do you think about crash scenes? Uh, that they looked pretty harsh, drastic, and I must say, cheesy for me. What do you think about that? Fuck you, I don't know.
1: Next question. I mean, he's justified in that reaction. Totally. Yeah, I love that the girl filming was like, oh,
0: yeah, I know. Like People were, were excited to hear how
1: he might respond to that, and they were not disappointed. Right. They. I once had a Q&A with Nicole Kidman. I don't even remember what movie it was for. Mm-hmm. And someone had the balls. Oh, I can't wait to hear what someone had the audacity to ask Nicole Kidman. She's someone I'd be terrified to ask a Q&A question. To with. say that she was in the shadow of Tom Cruise for a while
0: what and my
1: blood boiled dude i was like why do you even just because they're romantically involved does not mean like one yielded the other so
0: so he he said back when you were under the shadow of tom cruise
1: notice when i retold it i didn't give you the specific phrasing because i don't remember but i just remember being like this bitch that he would
0: even insinuate that ever had happened
1: yeah yeah it's like she's a movie star shut your mouth and adam driver's response very movie star yeah fuck you i don't know next question
0: i i've asked a question to meryl streep at a QA. Mm-hmm. she answered graciously and it was a solid enough question everyone was on board with it um i kiss ass i went to see uh it was a screening of master of none season two aziz Ansari was there and i looked this up because this is on youtube but i saw this live this lady basically like accused aziz of plagiarizing her work on psychology um and all this and she was like but I let you shine, my child. Even like I have written all these books, and you have taken from them. And then Aziz just like, "Oh, I want to hear you say your credits again." You know, like that's funny. Yeah, but but yeah, I was like, I was like, "Does anyone have a recording of that?" And then I looked up YouTube, and this was so like, from, yeah, it was so funny. It was like 2017 or something.
1: Man, people got to stop ruining Q and A's because it's gonna become like uh like at concerts when people throw things on stage. I'm like, if I have to fucking pay for the Eras tour and go see Taylor Swift, and she's behind like a. a plastic partition, Mm. I'd be so pissed. It's like, guys, don't fuck it up. This is why we can't have nice things.
0: Yeah, whenever there's like a a sign for something stupid like don't bang your head against this wall, it's like there's a story behind that (laughs) sign. That didn't just pop up out of nowhere. (laughs) Totally. People can't help themselves. Well, And we live in a litigious society. Do you know what song this reminds me of?
1: And definitely a litigious city. What's... (laughs) I hope that stomach growls. Oh, they'll sure. hear it. They'll hear it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, I do know what song I would play.
0: Okay. Because I, I have it. A, you know it? I, oh, I know mine immediately. <laughs> our throats I just sounded voices. like RFK for a second.
1: <laughs> what are our voices doing?
0: <clears throat> I mean, bitch, I was in Egypt. I don't know what your mouth has been doing. <laughs> All right. Fuck me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this was Taylor Swift the whole time? Oh my God, Brian!
1: I'm so stupid. I was like, "This is tragic. you're so straight." This is definitely Taylor. Oh my
0: gosh, when does she get to the chorus?
1: Yeah. I got in the nick of time.
0: So you know the song front and back.
1: Not front and back. Front though. <laughs> okay.
0: Which is the chorus, like the pre-chorus, right?
1: Then I check it twice. Oh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what, what you made, made me, me do. do. Look what you just made me do. Y- you know
0: why, though, right?
1: Yeah, he's like, bitch, look yeah, what, you, look what made you made me, made me do. Me do. I, Mine's not unlike I yours. said
0: F you to a person. And I'm Adam Driver. I shouldn't be doing that. I'm rich. But here the I go. The fact he's
1: even promoting is a gift oh, I to these
0: plebs. I know. Just appreciate what's in front of you, you sheep. (laughs) I'm upset by
1: Drake. You know this one? I don't know. I do. Yeah. (coughs) (coughs) I'm upset. 50,000 know my head is disrespect. Mm. So offended that I had to double check. He probably was so offended that he had to double check. Like even watching that as a viewer, I'm like, I had to I had to do a double take. I'm like, you really asking this man this? Kylo Ren? <laughs> you asking this motherfucker this? Yeah,
0: you won't like him when he's angry. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I haven't heard uh that's what that's that sounds like pretty old Drake, right?
1: I was surprised to see it was from twenty eighteen. Okay. It's still five years. Which is perfect for Scorpio season. That is
0: Drake is a Scorpio? He certainly is. Do you know everyone's And though? So is Adam Driver. So's Hong. That's right. My lovely girlfriend who just had a birthday. <laughs> Are we Are going to have dinner on Saturday? Happy birthday, wait. babe. Love <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> I was in Egypt for her birthday. I felt so bad. I know. I was like,
1: you fucked up, bro.
0: No, she has her MBA. Um, but I got her some sick-ass gifts, and I also just gave her money. She loves money. So I gave her money, and I bought her a couple things in Egypt that I'm showing her uh, this
1: weekend. The so question begs to be asked, would you get her? Because by the time this yeah, airs, yeah, by the she time, time this
0: airs know. yeah, she she will. So okay, I can I can spoil it. Um, I got her a nice little jewelry box, J'adore. Yeah, it's a it's um and and I, I would show it, but it's wrapped, and uh, and also a rug from a little rug factory
1: for Klempt,
0: and uh, it has this really pretty uh emerald kind of jade color, and there's a cat on it. There's a cat stone onto it. So gagged. Yeah, and she loves cats. She has a cat, Charlie. And um and I think she's gonna really
1: like it. Brian, that's so sweet of you. Yeah, and two hundred dollars. Why
0: two hundred dollars? I just it was arbitrary. I was like, she's worth it. <laughs>
1: You're going to also give her
0: $200? I did. I Venmoed her that on her birthday when I was in Egypt <laughs> just because I was like, she loves money. And I was like, babe. Get yourself a nice bag, beautiful. I was like, I know you like money, babe. So That's like so this. Tony
1: Soprano energy, Brian. I'm loving it.
0: I know. Just because I know that she loves fucking money. So I was just like, I just kind of gave it like I was on the phone with her and I wanted to do that. I just kind of arrived at that number and then I just like Venmoed it and then it was nice to hear her receive it. it
1: What's she worth first. to me? Uh, Two hundred bucks. I'm well, because like 100 a hundred felt
0: not enough, you know. That's, That's sweet. Not enough. Yeah, and I was like, you're worth twice that at least.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll let that joke stand. But also I was like, you know, also you're getting cool shit from Egypt and I'm sorry you're not here. But
1: well, I would never buy my girlfriend anything because I'm gay you're gay which brings me to our final segment
0: the gay item item of the
1: week week. what's the gay item of the week Jules so Brian once asked me to bring in a gay item meaning news item and I was like oh got it I'll bring a basket of lemons Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so now I bring in a physical item sometimes I'll switch it up though and show him something digital yeah um (laughs) like a gay nft exactly But I also bring in a news item. I bring in both. Yeah. But the gay physical item of the week is actually a series of photos I'm going to show you on Instagram of Jacob Elordi Mm -hmm. with his different handbags. Whoa. The the reason why I'm talking about Jacob Elordi is because Priscilla's trending. Right. And this man should be relevant with a face like that.
0: Yeah. He's so handsome.
1: So handsome. This is the first of his bags. We have here a Bottega Veneta crossbody. Is he a known
0: bag wearer?
1: Yes. Now he is. Now he is. Ever since the Priscilla press tour, they these handbags get more vibrant. Just wait. The size already is a little feminine, but for me, crossbody isn't crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're not breaking people's minds with that. Right. Neither are you with this Bottega Veneta tote. I'm I'm starting to raise the mildest of eyebrows. Right. Yeah. Right. And There's, this is kind of viejita. It's a little bit of an yeah. old lady bag.
0: So that's probably why. And also he's like kind of making an old lady pose like she just stepped out of Fiesta <laughs> with mangoes, you know.
1: Yeah, that classic. Y'all have Fiesta, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, but I like his taste. Like I like any straight guy that would have handbags. And then look at that. That is a green Louis Vuitton mm-hmm. speedy.
0: Yeah. Green, like weirdly, this feels a little straighter, but I think it's also because it's on top of a suitcase. He's not wearing it like uh, like an abuelita.
1: That's true, but maybe I could find photos where he is No, alas, yeah, it's just it's just luggage (sighs) homophobic. He should just have it on his wrist. But brings me to boom, the fourth bag of this series and the final bag we'll be looking at a yellow version of the Louis Vuitton speedy we just saw. But that is Canary, Yellow Honey, and boy does she sing. Yeah. She is singing like a canary. Sure. <laughs> she's singing like she, a canary. She, <laughs> she's like scream singing. She's like, I'm fucking down here. Look at me. And we will absolutely be posting these when we post this episode. Um, would you ever have a handbag, Brian Bogart? Um,
0: I mean, like, if if by handbag you mean any of those things I was looking at, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, a few of those seem reasonable. Like, I kind of carry a travel backpack now, and I could see that, like, replacing that or just being, like, a supplemental luggage, like an overhead kind of thing. Um, yeah, because it was really the second one that looked the most like a purse. Nothing right. wrong with having a purse or whatever, but
1: – It had, like, almost like a top handle kind of quality. That's too.
0: that's the quality. And it's, like, around his wrist, like, once again. It's, yeah. But, but the other two, even if they were more flamboyant, the you know, like, the straps on them kind of – evoked more of like a bag than a, a purse necessarily. Right. So
1: some interesting bags. So you would have bags, but not purses is what I'm gathering from this.
0: Yeah. I think just from a design standpoint, I don't want it to resemble a purse too, too much. Cause you'll feel cucked. Right. I think it's, it's maybe just how I'm used to carrying stuff at this point. Like
1: I will I, say as someone with handbags, if I put them on my wrist, not very comfortable.
0: Right, right, right. And that, that and that's how I think of a purse. Um yeah like I like some that straps across the shoulder. You know like I like I like my gym bag. I like satchels, you know. Um but but it's that top
1: you you said it kind oh, of Oh, satchel like a tote? Yeah, sure. I love a tote. They're so practical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, satchel and kind of like, you know, like quoted in the Hangover, but like what Indiana, what Indiana Jones wears, you know? Like he kind of has a little purse. But he's adventuring with it. Yeah, like I'll so show you what I mean by satchel.
1: Yeah, I'm cu- I'm curious. Cause that's kind of a. Do you know what a hobo bag is? Yeah, right? like, like like this, you know. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Do you know what a hobo bag is?
0: Like a bindle.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know why it's called a hobo bag, but Google it. Hobo bag. Cause this for me is. Kind I of... just
0: think of that red uh, handkerchief tied I know, across the, a stick. The briar rabbit bindle. <laughs> yeah. Hobo bag.
1: So this This truly is the this gay is item. This is pushing the line for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's
1: because it usually goes on the shoulder.
0: It's a little too hippie for my taste too.
1: Hobo bags are hippie.
0: It's a it's a little too music festival y. I love music festival. A little festivals. too MK
1: Olson two thousand five, I hear you. Right, right.
0: But the Olsen aesthetic is hobo adjacent, kinda.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. They yeah, like hobo chic. There was or I guess it was boho chic. <laughs> but But they, they they just mix up the words. Yeah, they so. they really did bring ushered in this phase of like hobo chic, popularized as well by like Kate Moss and stuff. And Jacob Alordi in a way is kind He's of taking the best. Yeah. It's a little hobo hobophobic. <laughs> hobophobic. <laughs> but it's not anything
0: Louis Vuitton is hobophobic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like it's it actually has implement in, like qualities of being hobo. Vibes, mm-hmm. but it's a little more elevated, a little right, cleaner, right. cleaner lines. It, you're not wearing a gypsy skirt, not walking around looking at Stevie Nicks.
0: Yeah, and clear lines is in like hmm, you're you're not allowed in the store, sir.
1: You know, right?
0: Boho chic, you you could kind of get away with letting everyone in, but this is this is a little ex- more exclusive. Yeah. This the leather is,
1: on the bag looks clean, mm-hmm. no scratches or anything. A little bit
0: more velvet rope at the club, mm-hmm. kind of. A, mm-hmm.
1: kind of a scene. And he's a cancer. <laughs> oh my gosh, that explains it all. <laughs> I, but you're right. It's freaky. It's a party trick. I could guess people's like, or just with celebrities. I just have looked up so many of them mm-hmm. that it's like this glossary in my head. Oh, as far as their sign. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so- th-
0: th- it's okay. That's fair because sometimes you'll, you'll be at my place while I'm watching NFL red zone. Which shows every NFL game that's happening all at once, <laughs> and and I care because I like the sport and it's fantasy football and my team and like I know these players and the names and you're just like how do you keep track of all these names and all these games and all these players and it's because it interests you and this is your equivalent of that
1: I suppose it seems way less elaborate than all of the NFL shit but
0: you'd only think that but I think I don't know matching a celebrity to their sign just off the top of your head that's that's like. Astrology Rain Man.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, now monetize it. <laughs> Rain Man can make money.
1: <laughs> I'm going to Vegas to like, yeah. I don't know. No, J- J- Jacob Alordi, uh, Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in the Cancer. Caesar's yeah. Palace back room. Yeah, exactly. High stakes. Table. Look at him go.
0: <laughs> um the numbers swirling all around your head.
1: That's the gay physical item.
0: What's the gay news item, bro? It's not as fun. Oh, jeez. You, you, the last segment of the, the episode, and it's a sad gay news item.
1: You watch Stranger Things, Brian? Yeah. You know Noah Schnapp?
0: Which one's Noah Schnapp?
1: The little cute one.
0: <laughs> They're all little, little cute ones, aren't they?
1: I know, but the little gay yeah, one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Wait, is he Will or is he...
1: Oh, I my God. what? There's... There's this fucking Daniel Radcliffe up-and-comer? Oh, weird. He does look like Daniel Radcliffe. But anyway.
0: Oh, God, I'm looking <laughs> at this
1: headline. This poor kid. He doesn't know what he's in for. Oh, I was like, that's John Cusack, but that's um, so, something else. Um, so Noah Schnapp, on his Instagram stories, publicly promoted stickers containing the phrases, Zionism is sexy, which is not true, and Hamas is ISIS, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of overlap there, for yeah. sure. Uh, should we play this clip? Um, yeah, might as well put the put the little. Go mic ahead. In. He's like photographing his friend, who's like holding up stickers.
0: <laughs> this poor kid was put up to this, you know. It's like you
1: think so. He's also Jewish, and not to say I'm not trying to conflate Zionism with being Jewish, but but watch him go. But he's Jewish, and he is holding stickers that say Zionism well, is sexy.
0: Well, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have held up a Zionism as sexy sticker unless he was Jewish. Like I didn't think anyone who's not Jewish—that's funny. Like making what stickers. about
1: Hamas's is ISIS? That one, that one is for everybody. Oh right? yeah,
0: that's that's for the flyover fun, states. Fun for all ages. Yeah, that, that's where the coastal elites and the flyover <laughs> states could actually really get along. There is Hamas's is
1: ISIS. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Because you know he's out. He's an out gay man. Good. Um, no I, one should ever. I catered an event once, and I was like, look at that little sissy walking around. He was well, in a gorgeous outfit.
0: They okay, so I can't tell if he's the kid who plays Will. I think he is, actually. I think he plays Will. Which they, they've alluded to him being gay, actually. So, I knew yeah. I
1: knew that. I hadn't seen it in a few seasons, but I'd read that. <coughs> yeah. So Yeah, Will. Kind of, okay, yeah. With that it's sad a, little it, page boy haircut. It, it's
0: the haircut that threw me off because I was like, that can't be Will. He doesn't have a bowl cut. But look at him, look at him go. Look at that little Zionist go. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, how old is he? Right? I I think you should not be crucified for your political opinions before you're like 20 something, you know. Okay. Is that is that fair? He's 19. Oh, he's 19. He's nine I, was, fucking 10. I was
1: standing all sorts of people that were shouldn't that shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. Stand. Um I don't know. Before
0: 25 it's kind of a wash. Am I crazy? That's why you shouldn't vote. That's until that's 25. a pretty
1: good that's a pretty good hard and fast rule.
0: And then after eighty five, <laughs> then then when does it end? When when she D V you have sixty years of political relevance. That's a good point. Right?
1: That's yeah. a good point.
0: We need political minimums. Yeah, and if someone's like
1: so senile that they're just like kind of racist, I'm like, well, you know, she's losing her mind. What do you expect? Yeah,
0: but she could still vote. That's the thing.
1: That is fucked up.
0: But her vote means just as much to you, this fictional racist lady we made up, <laughs> Agatha. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> You know you voted conservative again in the PM elections.
1: Also, Noah Schnapp is a Leo. No, I'm sorry. Libra. Libra. Which is interesting. I'm like, I thought you were all about balance, baby. But I guess so is Fox News. Too.
0: Well, there's your balance. Zionism sexy and, <laughs> and Hamas, Hamas is, is ISIS. ISIS. That's that's a yin and yang if I ever saw one <laughs> sugar.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So he's okay then in your book.
0: Well, I mean, like, he's saying wrong stuff,
1: but... Uh, no, I think you said tonight you're an apologist for Zionism. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, those words ever came out of my mouth. But I do agree that the the
0: very, very young, and 19s very, very young, should not be like,
1: I also don't persecute. mind that it's like a little right of what you'd expect for a gay celebrity. Like, I think there's something refreshing about that. Right? No, like, but it's like being a log cabin Republican. There's I'm also like, like yeah, why not?
0: There's definitely an emergence of like gay hawks, though. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're
1: so on about Ukraine, all those gays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But...
1: I go to Disneyland tomorrow. You want to
0: talk about the neoliberal
1: world order? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What better summation of it than Disneyland, right? Yeah. Um, Although actually really quickly going back to the Palestinian stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm super articulate. Yeah. Um,
0: You obviously have a lot to say about it. I
1: was played. I played myself because I was not going to go to that fucking. I was going to go to that March today. We were both going to Palestine. We were Mm -hmm. both going. And then. It started raining, and I was like, well, I certainly can't march in this weather. Yeah. And uh, on my way over here, I was caught in 30-minute traffic for what should be like an eight-minute car ride mm-hmm. because of, of the, the march.
0: march. Wow. I'm I'm sh- pleasantly shocked that they were out there.
1: Me too. I was dressed
0: in all black, ready to go, and then you're like, I'm not going. <laughs> you're like, also, Jordan's not going. And I was like, well, fuck. Like, just going to be caught with my dick in my hand the you whole time? You want to
1: protest, buddy yeah i mean yeah because
0: i've gone to protest by myself and it feels kind of weird not having anyone that
1: i know to kind of like turn to yeah i like being by myself if it's a cruising opportunity protests are so not a cruising opportunity
0: it's not and i did during black lives matter and i liked it like like i I got a lot out of it i feel like you know what i witnessed and experienced was like worth it but i was also like man i don't want to do this alone because also i'm carrying a sign and then like at one point i was when I was walking into my car by myself there, I was like walking by a bunch of cops and I was like, well, I don't want to lower the sign and look like a pussy. So I'm just like holding the sign, like walking by these 10 cops. Like that's we're hilarious. just like gathering around. Yeah. So we, um, we love you guys so much from the Guantanamo Bay's podcast. I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Goza. Thank you. And good night. when
1: that's not